This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today's Thursday. It is. <laughs> Thursday, January 16th. This is episode 280-80. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. And there's no Matt this evening. I know. Unfortunate. Not sure what's happening. He just said he wasn't going to be able to make it tonight. So hope every, hopefully are things aight there. Yeah. And and he's he's doing well and the family's doing well and all that kind of junk. What you been up to? I've been just doing my woodworking. Yeah. But uh, I watched an interesting video today. Mm-hmm. So I like Vice. Yes. And they do a thing every once so often called Florida Man. Uh-huh. And they're usually pretty funny. Yeah. This one was funny, but there was some context to it that I thought was a little weird. Yeah. So the guy got a, pulled over and the cops searched his- A Florida his, man. A Florida man got pulled over, searched his car, and they said that he had uh, methamphetamines in the car, which turned out to be a donut. Like the uh, uh, the icing from the donuts. He loved donuts and ate a shitload of donuts. There's icing on the floor and they thought it was crystal meth. Got arrested and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, the first thing this guy does when he gets out of jail- is he sues. Oh, I was going to say he's yeah. going to get more donuts. It probably did that too. Uh, and he won. Uh-huh. But then he says, he goes on about how religious he is and how he's a religious man. He's like, I think God puts you in places for a reason. And I think God had me arrested for a reason so I could proselytize to some of the men in that cell. And I think I changed one of them over to God. Oh, and I'm Jesus. like, wait, whoa, whoa. So you think God put you in that jail cell so you could proselytize for a reason, yet you still sue them for putting you in jail. (laughs) So either you were supposed to be there by the will of God or not. Yeah. And if God put Put you you there there, for that reason, then why why would you you have any beef at all? Like this is all part of God's plan. If it's part of God's plan, you shouldn't be able to sue and, and, and get rich off of God's plan. Yeah. That seems weird. Maybe maybe God did this as a gift. Like it was a challenge and a gift. It was he works in mysterious ways. It was this strange package. It's like wrapping something in dollar bills that are all taped together. Right. Like the strip club? Like like it's so years and years ago, Tracy was dating someone who thought it would be a very thoughtful gift because she was low on funds. Uh, you know, single mother raising a teen by herself. And he he thought it would be uh, charming to wrap a gift in paper that he had made out of $1 bills. So he, taped- that he had taped individually together and then wrapped around this gift. Okay. This seems like a bad idea right now. It was, it's fucking terrible idea, right? Like, because then she's describing to me like, the the shame that came with that, like, he thinks I'm so poor that I need a collection of $1 oh, bills. bills. I think she said it amounted to like $40 or whatever <laughs> this gift was that 
he had wrapped in these $1 bills. And then that she, because she was hard up for cash, she had spent a couple hours trying to separating all of those without tearing them. Right. Yeah. Without (laughs) trying to make sure that she didn't tear any of these individual dollar bills. And she was just like, it was humiliating. It was degrading. It was. So was there anything in the box or was it just a box literally wrapped in? Oh, it was, it, it it turned out to be a toaster oven that she specifically said she did (laughs) not want. Like he had, he apparently was on this uh, kick of everybody should have a, a toaster, toaster oven because it's great. It's like a microwave, but not, and, and you, you can, can use it for so many different things. Only, but they all have to be <laughs> a type of bread and they have to be small enough to fit in the yeah. toaster oven. And she lived in this little apartment with no counter space at all. And so he had been like for weeks telling her that she should get a toaster oven and they're so great and everything. She finally, she's just like, I don't have yeah. anywhere to put, put a toaster <laughs> oven. Like if I were to have a toaster oven, there would be nowhere in my apartment to, to put, put it. it. And he still gave her a toaster oven and wrapped it with $1 bills that he had taped together as the paper. It would have been better to put the $1 bills inside the slots of the toaster oven. Mm-hmm. It's like, ba-ching, here's your money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little little bundle of them, maybe. Yeah, in each yeah. one. That would have been be- that would have been better. Yeah. Then she would have found it later on. Went a bit embarrassing. She probably would have just thrown the to- the whole <laughs> box with the toaster with, oven with away the and never it. even seen it anyway. But, uh, but yeah, I th- I thought it was funny that the guy thought he was put there for a reason, yet sued them because he got put there. Yeah, that's pretty fucky. Like, well, maybe you don't really believe then that you were put there for a purpose, it, or like I said, maybe he thinks that God was. You know, being a little, being a little trickstery, like you put me here and also gave me this wonderful opportunity to sue somebody for some financial gain for myself. Thanks, Jesus. I mean, cause I, um, they didn't say what the lawsuit was for, but I imagine part of it was for being wrongfully imprisoned Mm -hmm. when he thinks he was rightfully imprisoned so he could preach God. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty fucky. Yeah. I found that interesting. <laughs> so speaking of Tracy, uh, I, so I haven't been on social media for the better part of the week because I'm just so busy with work. It's just getting more and more busy all the fucking time. And there's not a lot that I can discuss about it publicly other than to say that the current administration is just making things that much more difficult for fucking everybody at every level in every agency, it, it, like everywhere, like yeah. everywhere. It's just made things more difficult for people and in small ways that a lot of people won't even notice initially. But as time wears on, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse for yeah. people. Well, it's like I was telling Dan before the show, one of the agencies at the place I work at, which has a very important job there. Had to file for a $200,000 emergency, like, money because the budget they emergency got. Emergency budget request. Yeah, because the money they got in their budget was $200,000 shy of being able to actually pay everybody. Yeah, not even, like, not anything else, but just in order to pay the existing staff that they had, they were short $200,000. Yeah, for the year. Fucking gross mismanagement of this government because he's a fucking moron. And they keep taking money away. Gross incompetence. Yeah. That alone should should lead us to get him the fuck out of office because he's just such a stupid asshole. And you can't say he loves our military when he's taking the budget away from military fucking agencies. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And sending more people to die. Yeah. 
around the globe. I mean, the money that's being put into the government right now is to spend money on new fucking planes and uh, warships, but not to fucking pay the people that build them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the way he has been systematically dismantling our government is despicable. What's worse, I think, than that are all of the people who are supporting him yeah. in this endeavor. All of the Republicans in Congress who are just like, no, he's our guy and we got to stick up for him. It doesn't matter what he's done. He's on our team. Fuck yeah. that. That's ridiculous. That That is the type of thing that erodes confidence in our governmental institutions. If the people look at their elected representatives and see that they are just playing for a team and they're going to defend a fucking criminal to the end, regardless of what he's done. That erodes trust. It erodes yeah. trust in our institutions. It's a terrible, awful, really harmful thing that he's doing. And that everybody on the Republican side is just going along with like, oh, it's a crazy ride, but it's kind of fun at the same time. <laughs> I threw up. <laughs> I threw up. I'm throwing up a little bit right now just thinking about how terrible all of this is. We got a lot of news for this evening. Yeah, some interesting things have been happening lately. And uh, in the next segment, uh, I want to start it off with a little conversation that I had with Tracy the other night that I thought was fun, and I wanted to get your your oh, take on things. Okay. So we'll get to that just after this. Okay. This is Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Jonah, Amy, I just got off the phone with Pastor Craig, and we've decided what I'm going to do with Myrtle's money. Oh, you and... Pastor Craig decided. Yeah, he said that all the signs that Myrtle has been leaving me means that she hasn't ascended into heaven yet. But luckily for us, Pastor Craig can get her in. Wow, that is lucky. Yeah, it turns out that the amount of money that Myrtle left is the exact same amount that she needs to get into heaven. I mean, tell me that's not a miracle. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So before the break, I teased that I wanted to talk to Ryan and get his opinion on something that Tracy and I were pondering the other night. At the end of a long day, we're tired. We watched an episode of The Witcher. We just started watching that. It's fucking brutal, dude. It's really violent and kind of funny. It's... I'm I'm kind of digging it. Um, I've never read the books or anything, but I'm Sarah did liking the show. She's a big fan of The Witcher. Yeah, did you watch the series? Did she she, like she binged the whole series while I was at work one week. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's really fucking bloody and violent, like super violent. I like that kind of stuff. Like I'm I'm big into like really gory, super violent things. Like just how artistic can you make this? <laughs> This like John Wick. violence be yeah I watched that yesterday yeah like choreographed one. violence I think is very fat for for me it's very fascinating I just think it's neat uh, anyway so we watched an episode of The Witcher and then it was time for bed and we have a problem with the dogs right like dogs dogs it's it's a known thing that a lot of dogs eat shit yes mine do usually, like, usually they they prefer cat shit. Yeah, oh yeah, cat shit's like, like little delicacy. Woo! That's 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 top of the line <laughs> shit right there. It's funny in the world of in the dogging world. But so Lily, we have to watch because she got sick. She was really sick earlier uh, this week because she had just eaten so much shit 
that she was just vomiting, like shit, diarrhea, like just she was sick because she'd eaten so much shit in the yard. And I do my best to like, it's hard in the winter. Yeah. Well, and with four dogs and working a ton and all of that, like, but I get out like every other day, every three days to pick it all up. But now we have to go out with the dogs to shoo her away from (laughs) them. Shit. Any piles of shit in the yard because she'll just go and eat it. So we're sitting on the couch and you know, we're getting ready to take the dogs out before we go to bed. And I was like, and I'm thinking to myself, the weather here locally has been warming up and so a lot of the snow is melting and that means that there are more piles out there that are now exposed that i need to get out and pick up and i was thinking to myself like i've seen her while one of the dogs is pooping like just stand there like she wants to get it right out of the dispenser kind of thing (laughs) right like fucking just gross fresh from the baker oh yeah just terrible and, but I know that she also just eats turds that have been sitting out there. And now that the snow is melting, that means they're just like cold and wet and squishy. And like, I wondered if she has a preference. And then I thought, well, uh, which would be better, right? Like if you, if you had to, if somebody held a gun to your head and you had to eat a shit and you had a choice of two different kinds of shit. It would be a warm, fresh shit or a cold, wet, like soupy, almost like, like a, like a cold stew of shit. Which would you prefer? I, I, I wouldn't prefer either. And I'm going through my head. I'm like, why did you think about eating (laughs) shit? Well, I just, I Uh, I had to go through the explanation of like why this was on my mind. Right. Like, it's not something that I think about. Like, well, if I were going to eat shit, which would I prefer? No, it was, it was like, which one, like, why do the, do the dogs have a preference? And if so, why? And then if humans had to do it, like, which would you prefer? Like right now in my head, I'm trying to, to, to logically think about the, the process of eating shit. Yeah. And on one hand, a, a cold frozen shit, you can't just inhale that. You got to chew. Yeah. Because it's frozen. It's chunks. I mean, you got to really chew it. Yeah. Which, but something that's cold usually has less flavor to it sometimes because it's, it's frozen. Mm-hmm. It's harder to detect unless it's a popsicle than it's supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. But if it's warm, that's a fresh rank stuff that comes with that like you smell you smell warm dog shit from a distance these are all of the same arguments that tracy was making (laughs) so so i would imagine a warm dog shit would taste more like shit than a frozen shit does the consistency make a difference like does it should would it would it make a difference if it were like just the soupy, like the snow mm. that had previously sat on this shit has now melted and it has made it more juicy? Like it's just this well, frozen, wet, soupy. Frozen's frozen no matter what shape it's in. Right. But. But if it's fuck. like thawing out and cold and soupy versus a warm one. Or if it's frozen, like, do we, should we have three categories? Can I just take the bullet? (laughs) (laughs) But the, the arguments you were making are the same ones that Tracy was making. Like, because when we take the dogs Uh, out and one of them poops, if it's really cold outside, they can poop at one end of the yard and within seconds you can smell it just because 
dog shit smells bad. Well, and and in the cold air, oh, that, yeah. that scent travels farther and faster. Because molecules are denser together, so it holds that scent coming to you versus where it's hot, and the molecules are spread apart more. So you get yeah, more focused. They're more dispersed. But when it's cold, the the air rushes in and disperses those, those molecules yeah. faster, and so it reaches your nose faster. And she was making the same arguments you're making, that like, if it's cold, it's less aromatic and would be Ooh. easier to get down because you can't smell it as much. Can I take one of those those magic food tab things that supposedly make everything taste sweet? I've tried those. They, I've heard they, they work. They actually kind of work, yeah. So can I take pop one of those in? No. So that hopefully the shit just tastes like a baby Ruth? No, it's just gun to your head. You have a cold, cold soupy poop. Or just a cold poop or a warm poop. And you have you have to eat mm. one of the poops. It's the same. Let's even say it's the same consistency on I'm, either I'm, side. I'm going with cold. Yeah? Cold. If I got to go, I'm going with the cold one. I think you would taste, it's still going to taste like shit. But it won't be as aromatically shitty in your mouth. Well, and then I, then I was thinking like, okay, well, depending on the quantity and how cold it is, like, then aside from... Having to eat the poop, then you get brain freeze. I don't get brain freeze from eating like, it's like cold drinks that do it to me. I can eat a shitload of ice cream without getting a brain freeze. Oh yeah? That's weird. But like a slushy or like a soda or something, if I drink it really fast uh, and it hits the back of the throat, like, ooh, then I get it. Yeah. But. So you're, so you come, you're coming down on the cold I'm shit I'm coming side. down on the cold shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know, but I, I think I would tend to agree like, and the colder, the better. Like if it were frozen solid, oh God, I don't know. Cause then you almost have to let it melt in your mouth. Right. Can you break it up with a hammer? <laughs> that, oh God, I don't know. We'd, we'd have to lay down some, some, we also got to figure out here. Are we talking fucking great Dane shit? Or are we talking Chihuahua shit? Oh, well, like regardless of quantity, it's going to be the same on either side. Yeah. But a great Dane shit, you're going to have to like. Deep throat that thing <laughs> versus a chihuahua shit. You're just popping in like a pill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say it's a medium sized dog. Like there's going to be some chewing involved. Yeah. Fuck that. And, and then you're going to have to be picking it out of your teeth. And... <laughs> These are just, we have, so we have like every night we have a little conversation about shit at the end of, at the end of whatever we're watching. Usually it's about the show or just how our day was or whatever. But this was just something that sprang to mind because we're about to take the dogs out and we've got to watch and make sure that she doesn't need any poop out there. And yeah, she, she came down on the cold side as well. And I think, yeah, I think I would probably go. Yep. I'm the cold poop versus uh, a warm poop. I'm going with that cold Alaskan shit versus that warm Alabama shit. I'm wondering what our listeners <laughs> right in think. Yes. What, Send us your opinion. What kind of shit would you prefer to on eat? Which, on which kind of poop? Either a cold poop or a warm poop would uh, you prefer to eat and why? What is your What is your reasoning behind the type of poop that you uh, would eat? Our Facebook community is going to be flooded with shit. And this is, now understand too, that there is no option of just not eating the shit, right? Like you have a gun to your head, you have to eat one of the piles of poop. Which one is it going to be? Yep. Let us know. All right. <laughs> Turning to more relevant news. <laughs> uh, the articles of impeachment were yeah. delivered to the Senate this week. And it's 
still some fuckery going on because fucking people on the Republican side cannot be impartial to this. So either they're fucking lying or they need to recuse themselves. And we talked about this a little bit pre-show, but did you did you watch the interview with Lev Parnas on Rachel Maddow? I didn't. I, I saw a lot of the uh, the snippets this morning. The reporting around? Yeah, the reporting around the it, but I didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't see it live. Well, it was a taped... You, you mean you yeah, didn't watch it's the it actual as it was initial broadcast? broadcast yeah. yeah. Uh, so I did. I, I watch Maddow like every night or the next day if we're doing this or I'm busy doing whatever or I listen to the podcast and sometimes it's both. But... I did watch it and Tracy watched it with me. Usually she just participates somewhat in the background, like just making snarky comments here or there, or why are we watching this bullshit when I'm I'm watching the news? But she was, she was enthralled last night listening to Lev Parnas lay out all of this information Mm -hmm. that has also been transmitted to the house and is has been incorporated into the impeachment file. I think they got it before oh, they yeah. did the interview and yeah. stuff. They've, yeah. they've had it for like a week or two. Yeah, and then they incorporated it into the yeah. articles of impeachment, uh, all of the evidence that was that was sent over to the Senate. Um, but the interview was was pretty interesting. I mean, it, it tied together a lot of the disparate facts that mm-hmm. we've received from other witnesses that were testifying in, at the House yeah. uh, during their impeachment inquiry. It, it really... It shut down a lot of the Republicans' arguments that none of these people had firsthand or direct links to Trump. It's like, well, no, they had direct links to the man Trump told to do this shit, though. Yeah. And if Trump actually had a perfect phone call, as he calls it, and what the fuck does he even mean by a perfect phone call? What the What is a perfect phone call? Like, like I said earlier. He dialed the numbers correctly. <laughs> he opened it with hello. There were words goodbye. exchanged. The dialogue was open. I dialed the number perfectly. It was a clear communication. It was no static. It was a perfect call. I hung up at the end. I didn't just leave the phone on the table. And then you get that weird buzzing, the beep, 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 beep (laughs) sound. There was none of that. I put put the handset on the cradle correctly, like a big boy. And he didn't probably didn't do any Adderall slurring either. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, he, he keeps referring to it as a perfect, perfect. call. W- what the fuck is a perfect call? If it was so perfect, why did they try to fucking hide it? Yeah, and if, yeah, that's, and that's yeah, that's the larger point is if it is a, if it was a perfect call and Donald Trump did nothing wrong, why is he not allowing people to come forward and exonerate him? Yeah. Say, oh yeah, I was there and I heard everything and it was perfect. I mean, it was, there was absolutely nothing wrong with any of this. Why is he blocking Everybody in his administration from coming forward to testify about this. Why is he withholding documents? Why is he going so far out of his way to make sure that nobody hears from the people that were involved? If it was perfect and he, in fact, wanted to be exonerated, he would put all of these people forward to say, no, he did nothing wrong. This is what happened and here's why. And it was fine. It's it's perfectly legal. It's perfectly fine. Instead, he's obstructing and keeping people from talking. Which is exactly, well... Clinton, what was his, his was, well, basically lying under oath. Uh, and obstruction of justice because he tried to influence witnesses. Which. And I think, honestly, I think he probably should have been removed from office for obstruction of justice. I think it's, it's bullshit that, you know, something that started out as an investigation of the Whitewater stuff Mm -hmm. turned into investigation of his sexual dalliances. And then he lied about it, but it's the lying and obstructing that he 
that were part of the articles. Which I think Trump's obstructing is way bigger than oh, for sure. What Trump's doing, yeah, and way worse. It's basically saying, I. Well, and Clinton lied under oath. He lied under oath, yeah. Which I guarantee Trump is, would fucking oh, do the geez. same thing. He, he, he can't did, not he lie under he oath. He wouldn't know how to not lie. But his uh, uh, obstructing all the people that he obstructed said, hey, you will not. And he did it on fucking in front of the press corps saying, I have instructed them not to abide by these uh, subpoenas that yeah. were legal and lawful. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, then what, do you, what the fuck are you hiding? If it was a perfect phone call, if you did nothing wrong, if you haven't done anything wrong, you and you wanted no to get problem. over and done with as soon as possible, yeah. then you would do things like Hillary Clinton did, where she sat in for for fucking, more than eight hours of congressional yeah. questioning, gave all of the information that she had available. Yes, there were emails that were lost or whatever, yeah, but I got emails lost all over the fucking place. Like she's been investigated. Well, we have an article yeah. on Q where the the investigations of her and of Benghazi and the email server and all of this bullshit. She's been exonerated on everything yeah. and has been investigated more than anybody I can think of. And they've always come up em empty. Like yeah. there's no prosecutable anything for her out there or at least nothing that they've chosen to try to prosecute. They've, they've opened up a shit ton of investigations that have all turned up. Be nothing. Bupkis. And. Rightfully so, if you haven't done it, and, and she knew she didn't do anything wrong, hmm. so she had no problem sitting there for fucking eight hours. Yeah, and just on answering, multiple occasions. Yeah, answering question after question after question, and just laying out the facts. And she did get. I think she was getting a little heated towards the end of hers. Remember, she got a little, a little testy. Little, she's a yeah, little salty. She's a, she's a little snippy. Yeah, she's a little salty, and. I mean, if, if Trump is this wonderful communicator that he says and thinks he that he is, isn't. and he absolutely did nothing wrong, and he wants to get this over and done with as soon as possible, then he would try to do everything he could to get yeah. it over with as soon as possible. Put up, like, you want evidence? I will give you mountains of evidence. Like, anything you ask for, I will give you because there's nothing to hide here because I did nothing wrong. And no matter what the Democrats do in and it. And you guys are going to look so stupid. Yeah. You're going to be, look, you're going to look like little idiots because I did nothing wrong. And it's, I'm going to show the world that this was a hoax. And you're going to look so bad because of this. And even when the, the, the Democrats try to do this investigation the way he would like it done, it's being done wrong. Yeah. We want it done quick. Well, you wait. They didn't take long enough. They're going too quickly. Like, well, okay, you well then, fucking ask then for we're going to take some more time. Well, now you're just dragging yeah. things out. We want it quick now. If you, if you have, if you bring people up as fucking uh, witnesses, it's going to take too long. Well, what, <laughs> what do you want? Do you want it over quick, or do you want to spend the time to actually listen to fucking witnesses like you're supposed to when someone's on trial or not? Yeah, well, and that's just it, is that they're going to lie and obfuscate and put things off as long as they possibly can, because he knows that a lot of American people just don't have the patience or time to deal with this kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like, they have their own busy lives that they're leading each and every day, that they don't recognize the harms that are being done to the institutions that affect their lives in a huge and personal way. They don't see the tie between government response and government actions to their daily lives. And they should. It's a failing of our educational system 
largely because of Republican policies in defunding our educational system and wanting to get rid of public education and stripping funds away and making college more expensive. All of these things are in order to make a dumber populace that is more easily controlled by fuckheads like Donald Trump. It's why they hate the the Common Core Initiative, which I I kind of like it because it it tries to teach more critical thinking versus memorizing. Yeah. Which that new math, I don't understand that new math. It must come from the devil. The funny thing is when they go that new math, I'm like, that's how I did math in my head as a kid. And I always got shit wrong because my answer was right. But the way I did it was not the way they show your work. So I'm like, I'm like in my head, I break things down in tens. Yep. I do the same thing. And well, and for me, it was when I was in grade school, I went to a newish grade school. Well, I went to several grade schools because my parents moved around a lot, but one of the schools that I went to for a couple of years, luckily we were able to stay in the same house for a couple of years when I was younger. Um, they, it was this, it was this experiment that they were trying. It was like an open classroom thing in grade school. And in grade school, we would actually change classrooms. So the design of the school, uh, basically was an open, open thing with, you know, like half walls that separated classrooms, but it was more like a common area in the middle with classrooms around it, but there were no doors on the classrooms. There wasn't even like an entryway. It was just very open air. It was like an open bay with desks for each of the teachers and their classes. And then we had our little tote trays that we would move from teacher to teacher throughout the day, learning various things. And, and then they also experimented. I I feel like a guinea pig now that I'm talking (laughs) about it, but they also experimented with, the ways that we were learning different things. Yeah. And, and one of them the, was that we were learning this new way of math. And at the time I didn't know it was a new way of yeah. doing math. That's it was the thing just is, math. This is how you do math. You, you had a new way of math <laughs> that was the same math I probably learned. Yeah. And now there's another new way. Oh yeah. What the uh, common core way. Another new way. I've, well, I, when, whenever I've looked at the common core stuff, I'm like, oh, that's pretty similar to what I learned when okay. I was in school. But and it was just breaking it down into tens yep. and, and, and estimating stuff initially. I mean, you, you estimate and then you account for the small one-off digits that are there, you know, like when I, when I do math mentally, I do, I break it down into tens, into groups of tens and it's much easier to add and subtract and multiply. And, and then you just take the remaining amounts and you multiply those or add and subtract yeah. those. And yeah, that, it's, it's much quicker. That, that wasn't the way I was, that's, that's the thing. It is quicker. Yeah. We were taught like the long drawn out. The long form, yeah. Long, you add everything on the right column yeah, and then you and carry down, things over to yeah. the next column and you go down there and then you add to the next column. And, and that didn't work for me. I was like, this is fucking difficult this way. But in my head, if I break it down into the tens, it fucking worked for me. But since I was doing it a different way than I was taught, and I think I taught myself that, like I just was looking at it like, well, if I break it down. The simplest form, like 10 is easy, yeah. which is why we should go to the fucking metric system. <laughs> <laughs> it, it made sense to me yeah. in my own head, but it wasn't the way we were taught to do it. And I wasn't regurgitating what I was taught to do by the teacher. So like 90% of my answers would be wrong mm-hmm. because I didn't show the work. And they're like, well, how do we know you didn't cheat? And I'm like, well, I showed the work I did. I can't help it that my fucking brain is what doing most of it. cheat with? Yeah. Well, one of those cool Casio calculator oh, watches. Yeah. You were, you were, uh, you were, well, you were more in school in the nineties than the, yeah, which those Casio watches were around in the nineties. Yeah. But we didn't have smartphones or anything. Yeah. And the teacher had to hand out calculators for, for 
things where you got to have a calculator for it. Yeah. Yeah, we, I don't, I think we had calculators in grade school for some things, but I don't remember that very well. Like I said, I went to several different grade schools, several different grade schools, a couple different junior highs, a couple different high schools. I, I bounced around a lot when I was younger. My family uh, never had much money, and so we had to go where opportunity took my uh, family. Usually that was whichever Safeway my dad oh. had been transferred to. <laughs> he was an assistant manager for Safeway for years and years and before he became a mailman. Like all, During my growing up years, before my parents divorced, he, was, he worked Safeway. at Safeway as an assistant manager and would move around. And now Safeway's – shit, Safeway hasn't been in the state of Utah for 30 years. I mean, I, I know it's a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have Safeways back where I was either. Yeah. Yeah, they they got bought out by somebody and uh, they've they've moved all over. But so we have other news items that we'll get to in just a moment. Yeah. This is Phil Ferguson of the cleverly titled The Phil Ferguson Show, and thank God you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Hey, buddy. Oh, uh, hey, Amy. Is it okay if I step out to do a wire transfer? Pastor Craig's on Lake Como time. Uh huh. Maybe. Uh, look, Glenn. I was thinking, when was the last time that you got Jerusha something really nice? Oh, uh, I, I bought her a bone-in Parma ham last Monday. As far as she's concerned, that's as good as it gets. Uh, be, because we, we just thought it's, it's kind of a lot of money to be giving to Pastor Craig. I thought so, too, at first. But then Pastor Craig told me about all the extras. Extras? Yeah. Like, for $600, Myrtle can get into heaven, but it's, you know... Regular heaven, economy class. But for the thousand, she can get in a first class heaven. I mean, I bet that's where the saints hang out. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! We have some local news stories. Yeah. That were, that were interesting. This, well, this next one reminds me of the thing where, you know, when you got a group of people standing around and you look at one person, they're kind of different and you go, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> well, now you've got me confused. Are you talking about this one? I'm talking about that because one okay. of those things is not like the other thing. Uh, okay. I got you. I get, I see. I'm picking up what you're laying yeah. down. Okay. I can dig that. All right. So this, <laughs> this comes to us from the Salt Lake Tribune, which is the nonprofit newspaper yes. here in the in the state of Utah. They had to go nonprofit in order to save their ass and not have to shut down. Yeah. And be which sold was a good out move. to the fucking Deseret LDS-owned fucking news agency. And saved by a Republican family here in Utah, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Huntsman family, who has done a lot of great work here they in the have. state of Utah. There are a lot of, I think the Huntsman family is a pretty decent family. I, I like actually, John Huntsman's a good guy. Yeah. I actually might get a chance to sit down and talk to John Huntsman. Oh yeah? Yeah. Well, that would be cool. Yeah. He seems like a pretty groovy dude, man. <laughs> I'm going seventies on you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but this comes to us from the Salt Lake Tribune. The headline says Utah Democrats criticize Spencer Cox for comparing abortion to slavery. Yeah. Spencer Cox is the... Fairly popular lieutenant governor here in the state of Utah. He's popular among the younger folks here. Um, he is LDS, 
but is one of those cool and hip kind of LDS uh, people. Progressive LDS? Who? Yeah, man. <laughs> sort of. I mean, he's progressive in some ways and others clearly from this not. story, not so much. He is kind of a regular on, there's a, there's a radio station here called X96. Mm-hmm. And in the mornings they have a program called Radio from Hell. I think I've been on there three times okay. for various yeah. atheist for various atheist stuff. Yeah. I like their beer. I was on there a couple times. I think I think once by myself, once with Felicia Entwistle, who is on the Utah Outcasts yes. podcast, and once with David Silverman, which we don't talk about. Which we don't talk about. That guy, fuck, so disappointing. So fucking disappointing he's been to my house he's we were friends i gave him a car ride we were friends like we were friendly we were friends we would like i just good god man what a fucking friends turn out to be shitbags what a fucking turn yeah yeah and he's definitely a shitbag uh anyway uh, i'm not supposed to talk about that okay (laughs) we've we've been instructed to as as the for anyone State. listening, I have a very good uh, way of mimicking voices. Yeah. So that was me saying that. <laughs> As the state director for American Atheists here in Utah, I have been instructed to not Discuss. participate in comment threads online, to not really talk about it, to just let it, to, to not give it any attention so it just goes away. And it's it hard. has gone away. Like he, he got a gig with... Atheist Alliance International yeah. or some shit like that. Some And they're kind of become a defunct group now a little bit. A little bit. And then he resigned from there after allegations came out from Rebecca Witzman about inappropriate touching from him at a party. After all of the things that he was accused of before. Yeah. And then he was a fucking dickbag while responding and, and dealing with the situation with Rebecca. And just like so fucking disappointing and i'm so disappointed in all of the people who were like ah dave he's a great guy and he's doing good stuff and these people are just too sensitive no fuck you asshole i sorry yeah it's a lot of pent-up aggression that i haven't been able to talk about and and still really can't other (laughs) than to say fuck all that noise shit bag all right Uh, utah anyway getting back to the story (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the headline says, uh, Utah Democrats criticize Spencer Cox for comparing abortion to slavery. And I was saying that Spencer Cox is a fairly popular yeah. lieutenant governor here. He's appeared on the Radio From Hill program dozens and dozens of times. He's kind of a regular guest there uh, to come in and talk about new government policies, things that are going on in the government and stuff like that. Because the regular governor, Herbert, is mm-hmm. kind of a dick bag. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Republican, so that comes with a territory. Cox is supposed to be the more progressive, hip, hip lieutenant governor who maybe one day will be governor, and that will be great for everybody because he's much better than the current governor. Yeah, but not with comments like this. Yeah, this is very problematic. Uh, The ethnic minority members of Utah's legislature, all Democrats, took issue with a comment made by Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. It's interesting that the ethnic minority members of Utah's legislature are all Democrats. There is not a single fucking Republican minority Minority. member in Utah's legislature. I wonder why that is. Hmm. 
Anyway, Spencer Cox compared abortion to slavery at the Eagle Forum convention on Saturday. And fuck the Eagle Forum. Yeah, we've talked about the Eagle Forum several times on the show. Eagle Forum is a conservative think. I'm think gonna, I, I don't. I don't. I don't even want to put the word think. Yeah, the think they're, tank. They're supposedly. a conservative tank. Yeah, they're they're a conservative in the tank group for the LDS Church and other right backward. Groups. Yeah, other backward loonies here in the state. Uh, Cox appeared with three. Other, uh, so I'm like, I'm confused, like why he would even fucking go to this in yeah. the first place if he's such a great guy. He has done some good things in the past. He supported LGBTQ rights. He's been pretty much good in those areas, but this is just this I've so, and I've been on the fence about him for a long time. I've, I've spoken to him a couple times directly when I was at X 96 okay. and he was there, but he's just. This this is hugely disappointing. Cox appeared with three other Republican candidates for governor at the conservative gathering in Sandy. They were asked if they would sign a bill defining life as beginning at conception. Cox, who was the frontrunner at this early stage, said he believes future generations will come to view abortion as negatively as people today view slavery. Ah. On Sunday, the group of Democrats criticized Cox. Quote, to compare the brutal enslavement of black Americans to a woman's constitutionally protective right, protected right is offensive, said Representative Sandra Hollins, Democrat of Salt Lake City, who is black. Human bondage, forced labor, and the destruction of families is the darkest possible mark on our nation's soul, and its effects are still felt to this day. We hope that future political discourse in our state will not include such callous political language. Right on. Yeah. Hollins, the first African-American woman in the legislature, it's 2019 and she is the first African-American woman in the legislature. We've had well, African-American men in the legislature before, but this is Utah. Yeah, it's 1820 here. <laughs> Welcome to Utah. Set your clocks back 50 years. Uh, she was backed by fellow House members Angela Romero, Mark Wheatley, and Karen Kwan, along with State Senators Luz Escamilla and Jenny Iwamoto. Cox released a statement Sunday evening, quote, I have always tried to be a voice for the most vulnerable in our society, those facing intergenerational poverty, refugees, the LGBTQ community, our multicultural communities, and yes, the unborn, he said. I also included in my response that our party should do more to support single mothers, pregnant women, and children facing poverty and trauma. I continue to be unapologetically pro-life. Cox is among a crowded group running to claim the Republican nomination. His opponents include former House Speaker Greg Hughes, former Utah Republican Party leader Thomas Wright, Salt Lake County Councilwoman Amy Winder Newton, former Governor John Huntsman, and businessman Jeff Burningham. Zach Moses is the only Democrat running for governor because he... No Democrat stands a chance yeah. at, at, well, very few Democrats would stand a chance at running for governor in Utah. They don't stand a chance. Yeah. It's, it's very, very red state here. I, of the people listed, I, I would actually vote for John Huntsman, depending on 
Zach Moses and his position. Uh, John Huntsman has done a lot of really good stuff for this he state. He seems like a really decent guy. I, from everything I have seen or read about John Huntsman, he's he's a stand-up guy. And their he's, family puts, I mean, like we have the, we have political differences, but and, he he seems like he's genuinely concerned with improving the lives of others. Around. I would definitely rather have him than Herbert. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Um, but this also reminded me of another thing I saw the other day, which I'm throwing this one at you. I don't know if we can find it real quick. Oh, sure. Well, well I um, should try. It was uh, Elizabeth Warren at a rally. Uh, her response to uh, a Christian man in about abortion. So I don't know if that will come up searching that. I typed in all of those words yeah. almost. Uh, May 17, December 29. No, I'm was, not finding anything. It was very recent. If we can't find it, I'll just sum it up. Yeah. Uh, basically, the guy asked, he said, hey, you know, I'm a Christian and I feel the Democrats are really coming at me with a lot of stuff. Uh, they're attacking my values on LGBT rights or not. He didn't say LGBT, LGBT rights. He said the sanctity of marriage and abortion. And I just feel like we're being attacked. What would you do to. I feel like I feel like I'm being, being attacked, attacked because oh. gays are. Out yeah, that's kind of how I was with this question. I'm such a fucking victim. <laughs> But her response was, you know, she's like, well, I've been a Sunday school teacher. I grew up a Episcopalian, I think is what she said. Yeah. She goes, so I, she goes, I've been very religious my whole life because I am a religious person. But she said, but when it comes to things like abortion, goes, that's something you should be able to talk to your, your parents about, to your partner about. You can talk to your clergy your about doctor. it, to your doctor about it. The one person who should not be in the say on whether you should have or should not have an abortion is the government. Mm -hmm. And I was like. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Perfect answer right good there. Good response, yeah. I'm like, it was a way of basically kind of being like, I think it was a way of her saying, yes, I'm going to support Roe v. Wade mm -hmm. because I think it is their right to do it. Mm -hmm. But she's also not like, well, I'm going to make it so you have to get an abortion because that's what you think we're going to do. <laughs> we're here to kill all the babies. Yeah. And like, do they think we're going to make abortion mandatory? Yeah. Like, no more babies ever. And she never. Fucking kill all of them. She never brought up Roe v. Wade once. She never brought up saying, I'm, I'm going to block any right, uh, legislation to get rid of Roe v. Wade. She just basically said, no, government should not have a role in that. Yeah. That's up to you, your doctor, your family, your partner. You make that decision. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a good answer. It wasn't. And she got like a standing ovation from the crowd because most of them probably weren't the shitty Christian guy that fucking stood up to ask the question. <laughs> I can't hate black people yeah. no more. I can't hate on the gays no more. I can't hate on the whole lots of people that I used to be able to hate on. Yeah. And that's I'm like, they're attacking me. And that's where I was kind of like getting him like, okay, you feel attacked because people call you a bigot because you say gays shouldn't get married. Yes. That's, that's, that's what, kind of what, what you are. That's what you are. <laughs> like it's none of your uh, fucking business. Yeah. If these two people are in love and want to get married like this, this does nothing to you. It neither picks your pocket or no. does it like it does nothing to you. You, you aren't forced to do anything you don't want to do. So stop taking the right for someone else to be able to do something they're constitutionally allowed to be able to do yeah. away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not be an asshole. Have yeah. you tried? Have you tried not being an asshole? You can hate gays and lesbians and trans people all you want. But not allowing them to get married or have procedures. But you can't turn your hate into legislation against those yeah. groups. 
Yeah. You can't wield the power of the government against people that you, you don't like because you think it's icky. You can't make them not exist. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be here regardless. Yeah. They're here. They're queer. You need to get fucking used to it, buddy. So there was that story about Spencer Cox. Our next story is also a local Utah story. This one. This one is on the lighter side. When I first saw this, I didn't realize they were condoms. Oh, yeah? I thought they looked like refrigerator magnets, and they looked funny. Oh, yeah. Like refrigerator magnets, maybe coasters. Because they're square, and they look like they're in more of a, a cardboard. Like, there's probably a condom put inside of a cardboard container. Yeah. So you don't really get that outline. A cardboard sleeve. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that ring in the middle that says, oh, it's a condom. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just the plastic packaging. It's it's placed inside. It looks like a cardboard holder for yeah, your and condom. It's the, the cardboard holder thing that our governor has a problem with. And, and so the, the graphic that they have attached to this story, this comes to us from the Washington Post. The headline says, you into sex? Utah-themed condom giveaway canceled after governor objects to innuendo. Because... Governor Herbert is clutching his pearls. Oh my goodness. They're talking about sex. They shouldn't be talking about sex. That's just naughty. And if I remember correctly, the group that made these was putting them out as like, Hey, AIDS and HIV is a real thing. This is how you can have protect yourself, have safe sex because it's going to fucking happen. Yeah. And so all of the, all of the packaging for these condoms, they have clever little graphics and sayings on them. And so the graphic attached to the story has these condoms outlaid in the shape of the state of Utah with a couple tossed in on the side. Uh, the top one says, don't go bear. And it has a, a bear, a bear, which kind of a double entendre for don't go, don't have sex bareback. And, and you know, there's the, the gay bear community of which I'm an honorary member. The, the, the second one is very ex- explicit. Greatest sex on earth instead of the greatest snow, snow on, on earth, earth, which is one of the state's mottos or sayings. Yeah. yeah. But then you got explore Utah caves. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> explore Utah's caves. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then there's another one that's that's fairly famous. I mean, it's, yeah, it's on, on t-shirts and, and coffee mugs. Oh, all over the all place. Over the, yeah, and it's SL, Utah, so it's it, slut. Slut. So Salt Lake, Utah, slut. Next one is This is the Place. place with a and picture it has of a bed. <laughs> and that is tied to... Mormons. The the famed or fabled tale of Brigham Young looking over the this, Salt Lake Valley and saying, this is the place. Like, this is our shitty desert. As the Mormon hockey. pioneer wagon train moved into the state of Utah. Look at all this water we can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is a is a mile marker sign on a highway that there are actual pictures of this out there, but they've decided to put this on a condom. It says Fillmore six beaver nine. So Fillmore beaver are two places. (laughs) And then the number is 69, which is also very funny. Uh, the next one says a diagnosis doesn't define you and just says HIV and me, which is, is the actual group that's putting these out. Yeah. Which is a state group. Yeah. The, the one next to that says, enjoy your mountain. Which has two mountains <laughs> with peaks. The one next to that is you into sex. Like you into, you into mountains, sex. you into, into sex. sex. Uh, the the uh, next one is bad. toss the jello no salad. salad. <laughs> Utah's famous for Mormons creating weird jello salads and tossing a salad. Yeah. And toss a jello that, that salad. One, that Why one not? directly goes after Mormons. That's, that's, that's funny. Uh, the next one says, put your arch into, into it. it. And it's got a picture of delicate art. Yeah. Like these are all very, very clever packaging yeah. for the condoms. And it's, we're doing it right now. 
talking about sex. Oh, I thought you were going to say we're, we're getting condoms oh. out and. Well, no, but the, the, bow, chicka, bow, bow. one of the group's big we're things. We're doing it now. They wanted you to, people to be able to talk about sex more openly and freely and. Yeah. Yeah. So the story, so, so getting to the story, it says public health officials in Utah wanted to get people talking about their new HIV awareness campaign. So they hired an advertising firm to come up with a series of provocative, regionally specific come-ons, toss the jello salad, explore Utah's caves and slap them on condom packages. The strategy worked a little too well. On Wednesday, just hours after the Utah Department of Health began publicizing the promotion, Governor Gary R. Herbert, Republican, deemed the jokes too risque and demanded that officials stop handing out the 100,000 condoms that officials had ordered. Even at like 50 cents a piece. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. They they have a hundred thousand condoms now that they're going to do what with? Probably Herbert's going to make sure they get put into a pile and burned like books during (laughs) world war (laughs) two. Quote, the governor understands the importance of the Utah Department of Health conducting a campaign to educate Utahns about HIV prevention. A spokesman with Herbert's office said in a statement shared with the Washington Post. He does not, however, approve the use of sexual innuendo as part of a taxpayer funded campaign. And our office has asked the department to rework the campaign's branding. They should just all. if they So. Utah doesn't want you to have sex in the first place. Yeah. So they should just put Herbert's face on every single package. <laughs> this is how you have safe sex. There's no sex at all. Just look at a picture of Governor And Herbert. you're instantly limp. <laughs> and dry as this desert. <laughs> the Utah-themed condoms, which were paid for with a federal grant, mixed local in-jokes with juvenile humor, presenting SLUT as shorthand for Salt Lake City, Utah. One depicted a road sign listing the distances to Fillmore and Beaver, while another replaced the state's tourism slogan, Greatest Snow on Earth with Greatest Sex on Earth. Others played on Utah's outdoorsy reputation, for instance, pairing Enjoy Your Mountain with a picture of a mountain. (laughs) You into sex? Asked another, borrowing the name of one of the state's eastern counties. Before the governor shut down the condom given away, Utah health officials told the Salt Lake Tribune that the goofy puns were designed to spark a conversation around sexual health. Quote, if the condoms are fun, relatable, sex positive, people are more apt to talk about them, which we've already seen. Aaron Fratto, an official with the Utah Health Department's Prevention, Treatment, and Care Program, told the paper, in addition to promoting safe sex, the jokey condom packages encouraged people to visit a website with information about HIV prevention and treatment. In 2015, Utah ranked 36th out of 50 states when it came to the number of HIV cases According to data from the U- centers, <laughs> according to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, officials told KUTV that they specifically hope to reach people quote who are historically harder to reach through traditional communication channels, and end quote, and we're working with volunteers to distribute the condoms at bars and university clinics, as well as local health departments. The idea was modeled on successful campaigns in other conservative western states. KUTV reported. In 2013, state health officials in Alaska began handing out condoms with slogans such as harness your husky (laughs) and spawn safely. A similar promotion in Wyoming featured taglines like drill safely, but with the same approach, but the same approach didn't go over well in deep red Utah, which has many members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. One volunteer 
not one, one volunteer, one. Michael yeah. Sanders, told the station that he had been delivering the condoms to bars and LGBTQ centers on Wednesday when he received an email telling him to stop right away. When he called the governor's office to find out what was going on, he said, I was told it was an inappropriate use of taxpayer dollars. I think there's more inappropriate uses in this state. What's inappropriate is that they would go through all of this, order them, get the packaging, to, like do all of this work, start you know, sending them out with people to, to hand out to people and then say, oh no, we don't like the message that's on these condoms. Well, like regardless of how well the campaign is actually working, whether it's getting people to visit the website, whether it's getting people to use the condoms to have safer sex, to stop or reduce the spread of HIV. No, I just really don't like the packaging. It makes me yeah. uncomfortable. And if Herbert was notified of the campaign and through email or whatever, he probably was like, ooh, sex is icky. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Uh, let's see. On late Wednesday, just hours after several news stories about the condom promotion appeared, the Utah Health Department issued a statement apologizing for the quote-unquote offensive, offensive packaging and saying that it regretted the lewd nature of the branding. I think it's awesome. I do, too. It's not lewd. No, there's no it's naked not like, people on it. Hey, I want to put my dick in your V-hole. Yeah. Like, there's, it's, it's. I'm going to fuck you tonight. They're clever, cute puns. Like, if you have a problem with any of these you're probably not somebody who's yeah. having sex anyway. Or the so. slogan, my mom would hate me hate the worst. Show me your cunt. <laughs> that would be, I could see why they would not want to put that one in yeah, particular. That would there. be inappropriate to put on it. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the packaging designs did not go through necessary approval channels. The agency said, and the groups helping to hand them out had been told to stop immediately. Quote, remain committed to running a campaign to help in the prevention of HIV and intend to do so in a manner that better respects taxpayer dollars and our role as a government agency, the statement concluded. Utahns reacting to the about face on social media were left with one burning question. What was going to happen to all the remaining condoms and what would it take to acquire one? Yeah. If you know anything about the Streisand effect, those Utah-centric condoms that are out on the free market are probably collector's items now, tweeted Fox 13 reporter Ben Winslow. It'd be cool to make like a poster display of all of them. I like Mr. Winslow. He's cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Like, I would like to get some of these. I, we should, we have several contacts in the community that we oh. could reach out to. Um, they might know where the boxes are locked up at. Uh-huh. Or, <laughs> or have a bunch of them stowed away. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to see if I can find out some of the bars that they were placed in because I go to many of the gay bars around town also and know a bunch of the peoples who work there or own them. So that would be, yes, I should make a note for myself. Try well, to. I'm betting it's probably too late because if they had some, they're probably keeping them from themselves or handing them out already. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple of contacts I can reach out to and okay. see if they may still have some on hand, but that would be fun. Yeah. Have some of those. I have. I was. I was cleaning out my office this week, and realized that I have a ton of shit to give away still too. <laughs> so, uh, let's do. Let's do a giveaway, shall okay. we? Okay. So the per. So the first person from both our Patreon listeners and from our regular listeners who send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail dot com, just send us an email and say, "Hey, I want that fucking prize." So do they have to be both or one from each? One from each. Okay. Two yeah. prizes. Yeah. Two prizes. Cause I got a bunch of stuff in my office that we can give away and it's nothing. I mean, it might be a really cool prize. You don't know. It might be a little jokey, weird thing. 
or something just strange or something that has no use, but is funny or just something that you'll get and go, eh, that's funny and throw it away. I don't know, but you'll get something from us. Maybe someday I'll make a one of a kind godless revolution beer mug. Oh, that would be super fancy. That would, that would be a special giveaway. This is, this is just, I have stuff that yeah. I've been like, I get <laughs> like, I, I go to so many charitable things and bid on stuff and get baskets of stuff that I'll never use, but I get it and then think I'll give this away to somebody and I don't, and it just sits around and I should start giving it away. So we've done stuff like this yeah. in the past. It's just been a while. So send us an email and say, I want the fucking prize. And the first person, <laughs> the first person from our Patreon patrons and the first person from people who aren't even Patreon patrons, We'll get a prize. I can tell you probably the person that is a Patreon patron is going to get a better prize than the person who is not a Patreon patron, but you'll still get a prize either way. So send us the email, say you want the fucking prize. And if you're the first person, (laughs) I'll get you, I'll, I'll reply and get some more details from you and we'll send you out a prize. Now I'm going to be swamped with emails, (laughs) but, but I will. So I will also post out on the Godless Revolution Facebook page. Uh, when we have received an official winner of each. So yeah, but that way it's fair to both people because the patron, the Patreon patrons get Get the show before everybody else. And then the regular people get it a couple days later. So this, this way, you know, you've got a fighting chance either way. Yeah. You just need to listen to the show first and then send us the email first. So if you're driving on the road and you've just heard this, you should pull over now and send us an email right away. Yes. Don't do it while you're driving. That's no. a very, very bad thing. Uh, to finish out tonight's show, we are running a little bit long tonight. Sorry. Yeah. But I wanted to give everybody an update on uh, Brandy's campaign. Yes. She has posted an update to uh, her GoFundMe campaign. And we have that right. I've got that right here. Yeah. This was posted January 14th. I've been off of the social medias all week because I've been so busy, but I saw this today. Uh, it says, so finally. Oh, sorry. So we finally got approval on the targeted gene therapy that is $49,000 a dose. American healthcare. Not per, not, not for the Uh, treatment, not for the whole treatment itself, but per dose for this. $49,000. Welcome to America. Jesus Christ. And I started that therapy the first part of November. The first scan after that therapy started, we did see some slight shrinkage of the tumors. I've also had an endoscopy to check for cancer in my throat to my stomach. That came back clear, all but a hiatal hernia, which is no big deal. The worst part I've had is getting my pain under control. We've spent many, many sleepless nights with pain that I, that just couldn't be managed. After double-digit visits to the ER and one admission that lasted three days, I was referred to a palliative care team. This team helps folks who have a critical disease and are seeking aggressive treatment to manage their symptoms and side effects from treatment. They have RNs and nurse practitioners who visit in-home to help alleviate trips to the oncologist or PCP, your primary care physician, and work with my oncologist for pain management. Lately, I've been battling a nasty UTI. This one has taken me to the ER three times and to my primary once. Four different antibiotics and I still wasn't getting any relief. I'm finally starting to feel better today, I think. Fingers crossed. I'd like to stay out of the ER as much as possible, especially during flu season. Because I've been in so much pain and because I am not allowed to drive on the meds I'm taking, Sam has been unable to open to reopen the store with any regularity. 
We were able to be there a few Saturdays, but we have missed most of the holiday season, which is the bulk of business for any retail shop every year. Obviously, that hurts financially a lot. We've also seen a huge increase in his health insurance premium and our utilities, gas, electric, because we are home so much more than we were before. Oh, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah. It all adds up, even though we are so very fortunate in so many ways. We are so grateful for everyone who has helped in any way, big or small. Every text message, card, meal, Amazon gift, or dollar donated helps make this nightmare more bearable. Thank you just isn't enough. <sighs> That's rough, man. That sucks. Yeah. I, God, that the whole deal just is heartbreaking because they're such good people. Yeah. Which such, is why when you nice go people. to the poll to vote, think about people that need stuff more than you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe think about someone other than yourself. Not that our, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not accusing our listeners of being selfish pricks. No. I'm sure there are some of you out there in the audience who are selfish pricks. And as long as you're not hurting anybody else, I suppose that's fine. But I would like more people to think about others beside themselves when they go to the, when they go to the polls, you know, what is this politician going to hurt more people than they help? Is yeah. this politician going to do something to help people? That's, those are the things that you should be asking yourself. Not just, is this going to help me? Because often when you do that, you're wrong on both counts because they're not going to help you. They, they were never going to help you in the first place, despite what they claim. And then when they're voted into office, they're going to hurt you. It's, it's going to be bad for you. Ultimately, you want to look for people who are working to make the world a better place. And I don't see many people on the Republican side of the aisle who are doing that these days. Not, I know people are going to hate it when I say this, but don't vote for the person that you know has no shot in hell. And winning. Oh, right. Yeah. Just to spite the other person that you, that got the role that you didn't want to get the role. This will send them a message. Somebody up at the, up at the top of this national party is going to see that I, this one person didn't vote for the person that was selected to represent this party. And they'll see that message loud and clear. (laughs) No, that's not how it works. They don't give a fuck. Like you are nothing but a fool for thinking that that message is going to be sent to anybody other than making yourself feel, feel like you've, you've done a special little thing. You you can dance a little jig on your way out of the, out of the polling booth. Now that's ridiculous. If that third third party is stronger and was a stronger party and they did have a shot in hell to win, Mm -hmm. I got no problem with you voting for them then. But when they average 2% of the national votes year after year after year, eh, it kind of forms a trend where it's like they really don't have a shot. Yeah. Yeah. You should, the way, the way our elections run here, you basically have a choice between two people in the race and sure you can complain that it's a shitty system and needs to be changed, whatever, but it is the system that we have. So to say that you're not going to vote or that you're going to vote for somebody who doesn't stand a chance to win means that you are in fact throwing your fucking vote away. You're not, it's not doing anything to improve anything for anybody. It's in fact making things worse. If you have a choice between two people and one of them is demonstrably a terrible fucking person who has no legitimate claim to hold any fucking office anywhere, let alone the president of the United States. Jesus Christ, people grow the fuck up. 
You're not going to find a perfect candidate. You will never find somebody who agrees with you on 100% of anything. Don't fucking be a moron and vote. Don't you certainly go out and vote. If I would much rather that you vote for a third party versus sitting at home, but please, for the love of whatever, (laughs) don't just throw your vote away. Why are you wasting everybody's time doing that? Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody's going to see your little protest vote and go, oh, well, maybe we should make some real differences here. No, they don't fucking care because they don't know what your intentions were. You don't get to include a little note saying, go fuck yourselves for what you've done here. I'm voting for this other person because... All they do is look at the vote totals mm-hmm. and tallies. That's it. They don't fucking know what your motivations are. It's stupid to think that they would. The protest votes and the protest non-votes won fucking Trump the election. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Even though he received three million votes less, less. than somebody else. Which is a whole other subject. But anyway, so that will uh, wrap things up for the, for the show this evening. I also wanted to say that, uh, I will be making our final donation for the funds that we received through December, uh, for our Patreon contributions. And we'll be sending that over to Brandy's GoFundMe account tomorrow. That amount is $146.48. That'll be rounding up to 147, which will bring the total contributions just from the show itself to $849. All thanks to our our wonderful, lovely, Beautiful, wonderful, generous giving patrons who keep the show going and have helped us contribute that amount to Brandy's GoFundMe campaign. Not to mention all of the people who have separately donated, Mm -hmm. uh, all of our listeners who have separately donated to Brandy's GoFundMe campaign. So thank you, thank you, thank you all so much for doing so. Please continue contributing to her, uh, as I said, through the end of the month. If you make a contribution and you are not a Patreon supporter... Uh, send us the evidence that you have made that contribution, and I will send you a link to the phone call with my father if you're interested in hearing that. If not, you should still go out and donate to her campaign anyway, because they could use all the help they can get. I only wish that we could give much, much more. But I'm not a billionaire, so I can't. Yeah. Money's money's been a bit tight around here as of late, so... But thank you all very much for listening. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank the lovely Patreon supporters that have allowed us to contribute so much money to Brandy's GoFundMe campaign. That would be Alan Firth. Christy Kobach. Gathius. Stephen Andrews. Let them eat Kofefe. Two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Nico Gonzalez. Ali Olson. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. Jeff Peterson. Arthur Geschwind. Megan Mitchell. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Andrew Vodapich. Taylor Grin. Purple Dragon. Captain Semples. Freethinker215 and Mo Sislak support the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And Corey Ebert. Thank you all so very much. Honestly, I it warms my heart every day that I look at this list of incredible people out there who are seeking to do good and to help others and to keep the show going because... They find it entertaining yeah, or what I, have you. I, I think I'm funny sometimes. Sometimes. I think you're funny a lot. Sometimes they don't land. I think you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were talking about one such example yeah, pre-show. That, did, that didn't land. <laughs> the show where we had Michael Rupp on. That yeah. was a lot of fun. It was at the end of the show. It's not actually in that show. No. It's in an outtake that we released later because... Yeah. It was, it was a little embarrassing for Ryan, but it was fucking amazingly (laughs) funny. Like we, I, I laughed until I cried. I think I, I think I might've blown a snot bubble. It was very, very funny. Anyway, 
Thank you all very much. And so until next week, crucify anybody that would want to make you eat a pile of poop, regardless of whether it's warm or cold. And if you got wrapped up in this show, leave it a review. And rate the show five times a day toward tossed jello salads. (laughs) 